0: Top of the morning, Acme Army. How we doing? Eric and Eric got a little wild last night, man. This is a fun episode. We talk about the press conference, that the coaches had. We roll around into the interior offensive linemen that could potentially be drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Man, there are some studs. Hey, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, get some. Let's
1: get up on that time. Them Packers. Uh, so why Joe Barry as your new defensive coordinator? I'll tell you what. There, there's a lot
0: of reasons why. Um, it was a long – it really was a long process. We interviewed nine guys, and it just kind of came back to what, you know, first and foremost what I always look for, and that's a high-character person. Uh, then, obviously, somebody that's extremely – gr- a great communicator – knowledgeable and then the scheme portion i I just thought he checked all the boxes um and he earned it and we like i said we talked to to nine guys and the one thing that was pretty enlightening about this whole experience was there are a lot of great candidates out there and it like i said it was it was a tough decision but i thought uh one that was the best one for the green bay packers Well, that is how we started off press conference Tuesday, Acme army. I hope you guys were tuned in to the GM, the head coach, the new special teams coach and our defensive coordinator that we have been just biting our fingernails to find out what is the story with this Joe Barry in our green Bay Packer defense. What is it going to look like? All kinds of good tidbits to go through. Today, we're also going to jump into some of the interior linemen that could potentially get picked by those Packers. There are some studs out there. We will get to them, but first things first, Eric, how are we doing up there in the Northwoods?
2: Well, we're doing doing just fine. I found that uh, some of the questions asked of uh, Matt LaFleur were a little bit more direct and a little bit... um, um, I'm not exactly sure what word I'm looking for.
0: Confrontational? Um. Yeah, you know, it it seemed like, uh, you know, they, they needed. So I thought the interesting thing, after this first question, Eric, why Joe Barry? I was expecting Matt LaFleur to say, well, because Leonard pulled out and said he didn't want to do it after we offered him the job. (laughs) Joe is the next best guy. You know, we had some kind of connections with him and, uh, and that didn't happen. But, uh, you know, this was a day of press conferences that were really surface level introductory. All of the questions that were being asked by reporters wanted some questions and everything was getting the top line corporate answer, you know, very vague. Um, but there are some really good points to take away from Joe Barry and Mo Drayton and Brian Gutekunst as well. You know, he was very vague, you know, took a couple questions to get into JJ Watt, but you got the standard. We can't comment on somebody from another team. Um, But let's start there, because that's where we ended the last show, hoping that we were going to sign them. (laughs) And and it just seemed like minutes after we posted that son of a gun, episode 73. Thanks for listening, everybody. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, That uh, we, we got the news, and I gave you a call that JJ had signed with the Arizona Cardinals, man. How does that feel?
2: just another Homer heartbreak you know, <laughs> you know and it's just the table was set so right another the wipes a professional <laughs> soccer player in Chicago is everything's closed the home. yeah I lost I I lost uh, drinks to a number of friends
0: on that one uh, uh, yeah I mean well I tell you you know in, in the focus of my morning was really you know I got just wrapped up in Andy Herman's spreadsheet that he had put together And making it real the possibility real that J.J. Watt could be coming to the Packers based on the money that we could free up. Wow, we were way off on that one. But here's the good point. We still have the ability to free up money, and what Gutekunst said, the only thing I take away from what he said was, if there's a player out there that we want, we have the funds to go get him. So that's what I took away from him.
2: Well, that's encouraging. Uh, that's exactly what you want to hear from uh, the guy that's running your team. Um, and, th- and that also probably is a fairly good indicator as to what to expect in terms of salary cutting in the near future on the team. Is uh, that, that At least that makes me think that it's the likely subjects that we've talked about so much are probably going to be uh, gone or, or uh, um, renegotiated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, the great things that I took away from the press conferences getting back was talking about special teams, Eric. You know where our special teams has been for the last 20 years. When have we had a great special teams that you remember?
2: Desmond Howard, uh, you know, when he had uh, healthy – Healthy Chris Jackie and
0: <clears throat> Oh, you mean nineteen ninety six? I Well, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Well, I loved because they the reporters were very confrontational uh in a very sweet way. And I think it was Rob Domofsky that's that asked Marie Strayton. Mo. I've been on the beat for quite a while here. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You're Every special teams coordinator that's come in here has said the exact same things you've said. How how are you going to be any different? Uh, and really, just what he stood on—his voice, his teaching, and being able to teach what he said—the why. All right, why teach the why? Teach the why so that the player understands the why. You have to teach every player to the best capabilities that they can learn. You don't you know teach so that they can learn. You, you, you teach how they learn, right? Which I thought was, hey, man, that's the message we need, right? You got guys from big schools, little schools were asked to, hey, run straight down here and other guys saying whatever complexities in it. But as, as Drayton was talking, I was going, man, I, I wrote on my bottom here, man, this guy has a military background. And sure enough, his family, you know, father in the military, um, he just had a great energy about him. And here's the thing that we have with both of our coordinators right now. Joe Barry knocked the home run with his press conference, right? You want to talk about being excited about being a Green Bay Packer, excited about the talent. Um, he had talked about uh, KB, talking about Chris Barnes, and knowing what kind of player he was because they all had to do the research. Right? They're all on the teams. They're all in the NFL. Everybody's looking at the same players. And uh, and he was excited about having the opportunity to coach these guys. Not only did he say that he was thought he was a good linebacker himself for a little while, but he has a passion for linebackers altogether. Which gives us hope because our star linebackers from last year, which everybody alluded to, every all the coaches, 2020 was last year. 2021 is a new year. So, how do you feel about these linebackers coming into, you know, a, a new a defense, a new defensive coordinator with that uh, respect, who has a linebacker background? How do you feel about that, Eric? Does that make you feel optimistic, or do you feel like we still need an overhaul somewhere?
2: Uh,
0: first, to the Mo Drayton situation, that if you look at the uh,
2: level of uh, special teams play the last five years, for sure, um, why wouldn't you call them military? That's that's <laughs> that's, that, that's where you go to get help when you really need it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, so there's that. And Joe Barry, you know, I, I guess I I'm, I was impressed with the way he. Uh, seems confident in how he's going to be able to um, convert our players to his system. So I'm expecting big things there. Um,
0: Great thing about it though, Eric. Hey, here's where he said, I got a little note for Haggy out there. You know, all that four, three, three, four talk right down the toilet, man. It was nothing. He said, you're going to play 12 to 15 snaps a game. Out of the 65 average that you have in the game, you're going to spend 12 to 15 snaps in your base defense, which at one point is going to be a 3-4 four, or 4-3. Four, you want to know what he talked about? The star position, Eric. What's the star position?
2: Well, that's Jalen,
0: uh,
2: <clears throat> Jalen Ramsey. That's, that's the, the, the guy that uh, we weren't good enough to be able to replicate in Green Bay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. We got okay. Jair Alexander.
0: Amen. But let me ask you this. I'm leading you down a, a track for a purpose here. What position does Jalen Ramsey play? Does he play on the outside most of the time? Where does he play most of the time? In slot. I would, in slot. Yeah, I think I
2: believe so. At least that's the star, my understanding of the star position uh, that that the uh, that they play uh, is that that that's an awful lot of slot time. And we were looking in the article that I was referencing. Um, they were saying with Aaron Donald and and Jalen Ramsey that you know that we didn't have the same, and I'm like bullshit. Kenny Clark and Jair Alexander,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, yeah. um, that's so, that that that's exactly what I thought as well. But you're talking about the star position being in the slot. Jair is an outside corner. Do you want to give up an outside cornerback to move Jair into the slot? Because who are our backup, you, you know, outside corners in? Our well, Holman? Whoever we draft?
2: I guess what I don't understand about that, and I'm sure that we're going to get, uh, we're going to be well-versed uh, before too very long, but h- how that applies uh, play-wise coverage. Because yeah. it, was, it was my impression from from what I had read a while back that, you know, it was a lot of sort of one-on-one uh, trying to take specific players out, and that it could be a different mm-hmm. specific player on each play, um, but that that happens from the star. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and I'm thinking, you know, I'll tell you what: if, if if Jalen Ramsey can do it, Jair Alexander can too. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Well, I guess my question just comes back down to you know we're talking about a couple of, uh, into your offensive linemen here uh, in a little bit, but what do we do in an offense where we shift Jair into a corner? position i mean what happens to channon sullivan what happens to our outside corners where do you know i don't know man that just brings up questions that i go i thought jair was kind of outside let's leave him on the you know matched maybe he's gonna be matched up on the star receiver on the other end for my impression of the star but no the star he had was in the in the nickel in the slot and that begs us questions man that that it's an interesting tidbit for our draft strategy and who we've been looking at and who is the best nickel out there. And some of those safeties we looked at and mentioned um, can play that slot you know, well when we're talking about Javon Holland from, from Oregon or, or uh, Grant. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell
2: you, that's, it, that's interesting um, how that is all going to come out in the wash. But but getting back into uh, into that star position, too, and that's one of the things that I'm glad you mentioned, but uh, after an unimpressive run through, uh, at least from my perspective, the cornerbacks, um, there were some unbelievable athletes at safety, Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of them with second, third, and fourth round um, projections. Yeah. And it, it may just be that you, they do exactly what, you, what you're talking about. And if you can get one of these guys, get lucky with one of these guys. Um, and, there, and there's a there's a whole pile of them that bring different stuff to the table. Um, don't have the foggiest. KB and Ento, I mean, what else is
0: there? <laughs> a secret weapon is finally revealed. Well, I mean, I listen, after that press conference i i went on and started looking at you know who's going to be potentially available i don't know maybe someone i need to take another gander at uh, uh maybe we need to break down a little bit further off the air is uh that greg newsome from northwestern because
2: absolutely there's a pilot, but there's i mean there's a he, he's a 29 he, he's
0: a he's he's got to be picked at 29 though it seems like in everything that i've seen so <clears throat> he's around there. anyway well, anyway and, and, the last thing i want to say about joe barry totally accountable like this is he 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 said i'm not running away from my past i wear my scars you know they're a badge of honor i'm paraphrasing in all all kinds of ways and i know he said something much simpler but i like him man i like him all it is 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 a fresh face and listen we have good players on that defense eric we believe in these players i believe in rashawn gary at an all pro potential in a, I mean, he is, what can a fresh face bring? That's what I'm hoping for. Maybe that's what he can do.
2: Here's what a fresh, uh, a fresh face might bring. Uh, particularly with JJ Watt, you know, completely off of our radar now. I think that mm-hmm. that, that probably changes significantly uh, day one and day two of the draft. Um, Joe is gonna want some guys he doesn't have somebody like J.J. Watt to take all the pressure mm-hmm. off of the D line, so D line and cornerback are definitely back on the front burner for draft pick number one and maybe you know. maybe two and three. Yeah, uh, it's. Um, I'm not going to be surprised at all if we flip flop this year and go mostly mostly defense and mm-hmm. defense early. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Well, everybody, uh, yeah. Uh, if you if you if you thought uh, anything differently on the press conferences uh please don't hesitate to email eric at acme army podcast at gmail and i'll let uh eric read those on air and let you know how uh Ridiculous, we sounded, but I thought we were dead nuts on that air. Dude, great I came job.
2: so close to getting my tweeter on this last weekend. I mean, I mean, I was almost on the account page. Turns out I won't be back with the girls until spring break, March 12th, up in a different state. So I don't know if it's safe to try to get your tweet on up there or not. But that's my next opportunity, and I'm I'm actually thinking about doing it this time. That
0: is that is really really boomer boomer <laughs> shit right there, man. Oh man. Hey, um, let's move on to our interior offensive lineman because. There is a lot of fun, guys. I mean, listen, I don't know if I've ever seen a year of linemen that are this massive all around the books, man. Like, it's crazy. And we have a need. We certainly have a need for those versatile guys. Um, We talked about tackles already. But some of those tackles, you know, you look at the guy – uh, Tucker from USC, who they have projected as a, you know, a guard in the NFL. Well, th- these interior linemen, there are some monsters. I'm talking guys are averaging 6'5", 315. 6'5", 315 on the interior, but I mean, uh, 6'5", 332, you know, go down to guys we're not even talking about, you know, Larry Borum from Missouri, you know, he's a, he's a, fourth, fifth round project, projection, you know, six five three thirty two, just big mountains. You know, everybody, the descriptions that you read in pro football focus, uh, built like a refrigerator that holds paths to urban to 34 degrees. Yeah, Yo family, how we doing? I know your health and wellness regimen in 2021 has been on point, but let's take it up to the next level. TulipTreeGardenCO.com has a new product that they are delivering to you. D8THC. Now, this is not a CBD product. It is derived from the hemp plant, not the cannabis plant. But D8THC gives you a nice, mellow high, helps with that anxiety, delivers relaxation, helps with your pain. And right now, you can get it at tuliptreegardenco.com for $30. That's a great addition to your current CBD regimen. Tuliptreegardenco.com. Support those that support the podcast. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: That I could spend an afternoon with a big screen TV, probably a couple of beers, and Mike Evans. Um, I found it really, really. This is this was by far the kind of hardest assignment to look at um, because you really are. We're, we're talking about garden center, mm-hmm. but in college, you know, half of them are left tackles, and the ability to try to take a look at what they're doing at tackle and project them into playing guard or center in the nfl is a skill that i i just don't have you know that that's that's you got to be a lot smarter than me uh, to, to understand the nuances of how that transition can be made successfully and easily with, with so much confidence like a lot of these guys talk about um some just impressive guys i mean ridiculous guys uh mm. I'd say something stupid like, you know, it looks like we could replace Corey Lindsley in the second or third round um, based on some of these guys' athletic ability. And like you said, the size is ridiculous. A lot of these centers, you know, are are, the, are guys that they're predicting are going to play center are 6'6", six, six, 320.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's That's take a look at some of these guys. Who is who is your uh, first guy you want to talk about as far as your interior lineman center or guard, where whatever they come up as? Well, the
2: easy choice for me is is Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, not only <clears throat> is he a, a, a solid base, solid footwork, awesome blocker, he's also the grandson of Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer Willie Davis. Amen! So we
0: got a bloodline issue going here. Yes, yes, I like that as well. That's I have that noted. You know, he, he came back as a third, fourth-round projection. That That seems like a great opportunity to add somebody 65 315 who went to Ohio State. Now, he gave up 3 sacks, 7 hurries. It's interesting because you got a quarterback in Justin Field who scrambles a lot right back there. So, I look at that stat and I go at because a lot of these guys that are on the top they still got a couple sacks and hurries, but you're talking about well, SEC teams. You're talking about, you know. Where did J.K.
2: Dobbins run? Right in the holes he made. Listen, where did
0: Mike <clears throat> Weber run? Shout out Mike hey, Weber. Man. We want you on the show. I've been trying to get you on Twitter. Anybody that knows Mike Weber from the Ohio State, get him on the show. Hey, um, but we want to talk about really another guy that I love, center, and he's never going to be available is that uh, Landon uh, Dickerson 66 <sighs> six, 325 gave up one sack in four QB hits in three years.
2: Here's, here's my, I've got him down with a great big star next to him and a note to add on, but I, I love this kid real big problem, uh, red flags <laughs> draft wise, uh, in, in terms of his injury history. Started at Florida State for a couple of years. Got injured twice. He's been injured three times. And he is probably maybe the best interior lineman in the nation when healthy. He is ridiculous. Um, there's three players. He's the first that we're going to talk about tonight. But just write down Landon Dickerson and go look at tape of this guy. He is um, hes the kind of guy you cross the street when you see him up ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminds me an awful lot of that uh, Walker Little we talked about, the Bill Romanowski type. <laughs> yeah. Just angry, nasty. Uh, just, just a, uh, would love to have him and plug him in at center. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, how do we lose there? Yeah,
0: yeah, I think he is. You play in those big programs, Eric. It just it carries a weight with me, you know? I like the gems that we find. Green Bay has, <clears throat> they got a great history of finding offensive linemen from small schools and, and that can play and be serviceable, you know? When I, when I come across this guy like Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, he's six foot eight, 320 you know, pounds. I'm like, that's kind of a Packer guy. A late round, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round gamble, But do we need another Yash on the team? You know, I I, I think it's Yash time. I think the fresh blood, though, that we talk about getting in, and, and when let's be clear here as well Wyatt plays guard, he can play center, right? Landon Dickerson plays center, can certainly play guard. Next guy. The other Ohio State Center, Josh Myers, yep, yep, <laughs> he's six six three, twelve, six foot six center, Eric, we've talked about two six foot six centers and a six foot five guy, <laughs> you know these were tackled dimensions, um, but Josh Myers was I mean this guy gave up two sacks, one hit eight hurries this last year, and mm, with the competition they play again, echo what I said about White Davis. He's another fifth to seventh round projection, Eric. Like the depth at our offensive line, you and I had talked about Tevin Jenkins, how important he would be. And listen, make no mistake, this guy is a – I want him number one. I love Tevin Jenkins. I don't think he's going to be there anymore, the way that his stock is rising and everybody's talking about him. Mock drafts, keep kicking him up. But I look at the depth and the size of these guys down here. I don't know if we're missing out. You know, I don't know if we're missing out. Because the way that we have tackles and people that can play with Turner and, and, and Jenkins, some of these interior guys can come in and step in and potentially play day one.
2: Uh, absolutely correct. There's two guys that I'm going to throw in here. Do it. That that are are more uh, your conventional uh, size at center, um, but there's nothing conventional about either one of them, uh, and and guys that could potentially come in and play day one. We're gonna if Lucas, you know, if we we, we lose Lindsay, I'm I'm assuming that. So on the roster, you've got. Uh, Elton Jenkins and you've got Lucas Patrick I don't have an idea of which way Lafleur wants to to go with that initially Um, whether Hanson has done much uh, in in the short time he's been with us but it would not surprise me to pick up um, an early offensive guard center combo guy and that was the great thing about these guys too is there's a whole lot of them that uh, play both and th- I think that versatility is obviously something we've always um, treasured. But the, the kid from North Northwestern, uh, Rashawn Slater, six three three zero six, there there's the kid is just a smooth technician as a center. Um, love the way he plays. Um, his, yeah, he. is. Yeah. Again, this is. I, I'm sorry, I'm running on here, but this is. Part of what I said earlier it was really hard for me to do this. So I watched him shut down um, Chase Young, mm-hmm. which was absolutely impressive. He's doing it at left tackle, and and so now this is a guy that's at that size. Obviously, he's not going to play left tackle in the NFL, and you slot him in as a center, at least the PFF and and Walters did. I don't know how you how you look at that, but I just I, I think that he has. Mm -hmm. the basic fundamentals to to do what he needs to do uh, at at any given position and Mm. liked him an awful lot
0: well i'm glad that we've had a couple cocktails and uh you know have been uh, shooting the shit here a little bit because uh i I don't know if you've looked at any mock draft lately but that guy's not making it out of the top 15 so how much do you want to spend to get him hmm I wouldn't
2: spend. A, I'm not sure I'd spend a, a first-round draft pick. We're just shooting from the hip here, my friend. <laughs> We're talking about the top guys out there. This kid and the kid from USC, or Vera Tucker, are going to be gone. So long. long before uh, so those us.
0: those guys those guys are two guys in the first round that played left tackle at their colleges, Eric, and are projected to play inside, and they're drafted in the first round. Not just inside center, <laughs> you know. It's like well, a, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen anything with Tucker playing center, but I mean, I've seen him coming as that. But man, what do, what did you think about Creed Humphrey when you looked at him from Oklahoma? Beast, 6'4", 320.
2: absolute beast, uh, road grader. Um, seems like a guy that you could almost plug in day one. Lo- loved loved him. He was in, in at the top of my list. But again, it's it's so hard if you're talking about playing guard and center which I don't understand Mm -hmm. uh, and looking at people who are playing tackle which I don't understand and then trying to evaluate how you move (laughs) one to the other so I got just have a a, you know a fan's perspective yeah Um, but but it's just an absolute beast yeah six five three twenty at center
0: yeah so he was he, he so it was between Dickerson and Humphrey for me and you know, you mentioned the injuries with with Dickerson, Humphrey as well, but Humphrey's a center. Do you know what I mean? He's a he he six four three twenty. Okay, so when you're talking about Oklahoma, who are your quarterbacks you've had there? Right, he was he was the center for Kyler Murray. He let two QB hits in three years, two QB hits in three years. Never gave up a sack. Never gave up a hit on his or or, 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 uh, 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 a hit in 2020. I, I mean, he was my number one guy. When I thought about, you know, from a second to third round opportunity, if he was available, I don't know he might be in that tweener for us, you know, early second round kind of pick that we never have a opportunity. But I thought he would be the guy. If we lose Lindsey, come in, give him the ball, let's go.
2: Well, you know, my friend, it's only a matter of time before I lose my shit when you and I start talking about the draft every year. Um, and it's officially been lost. I gave you plenty of opportunity in this conversation to deal with what needs to be dealt with. And you obviously didn't take the bait. Um, but I'm going to say, <laughs> my 10-year starter at center for the Green Bay Packers played division three ball at six-time national championship. Whitewater. <laughs> Quinn Miners, 6'3", 320. The kid is ridiculous. This is the other guy you got to take down and take his <laughs> name down, Quinn Miners. Uh, M-E-I-N-E-R-Z, and just Google him and watch him hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, much like uh, Dickerson and much like Walker Little, uh, the tackle from Stanford, they're yeah. both... I mean, I would love to see this guy go third round with Little going fourth round and uh, <clears throat> getting an edge and a cornerback up front in the draft. But this kid is ridiculous. He, there was no, this is a WSUC Division Three program. There was no season this year. Um, he still gets an invite to the Senior Bowl where he promptly took the best edge rushers in the country and put them on their backside. Hmm. Um, I watched a video of him. He trains up in Canada in the summertime, and he's lifting no shirt on, uh, although yeah, first of course, there's there's something's got to be said there. At the Senior Bowl, he was most noted for cutting off he had his T-shirt or his jersey cut off right at the tits, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how he rolled all season. He was Pro Football Focus said of all the people that they contacted, he was the fastest rising guy at the Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> this kid, mark my words, this kid's going to be a player in the NFL he's rejected. He's he's ridiculously talented at his strength. And you know, because <coughs> you know, this is kind of r- right up the uh, right up the rabbit hole, I like to climb in now and then. <clears throat> and so when you watch him playing against Division three talent, it's not really, it's not really surprising at all to see uh, a kid with his talent dominate. But you get to the Senior Bowl, and you line up against the best players in the country. Mm-hmm. and you dominate them his win rate was the second best at the senior bowl mm-hmm. this is a kid who played at whitewater without playing in 2020 because there was no season
0: <laughs> um, uh, you lost me at blompson and blimpson and
2: <laughs> um, you, you missed me with that one.
0: Oh, we oh we're gonna have to check the audio i just lost my shit on that one no, I agree. Blimping and blimping you. Yeah, and I think that was a uh, something in your mouth, <laughs> or maybe that it was, was vodka. I don't know, man. I just. Uh, or maybe it's the Zoom technology that just added to that joke. But I think that a Division three player is a. Uh, it feels like one of those players that uh, has gotten a mediocre contract, but had to get released. And he's fighting for a second contract already. And they just come in with a different kind of mindset. Yeah, dude, watch. Go watch. watch. Uh, yeah. I've seen a couple of his highlights that uh, people have rolled through on Twitter. And he is he is impressive. Well, I mean, there's there's just one other guy. There's one other guy we should talk about from Georgia. Just throw it out there. Again, his name is Ben Cleveland. He's 6 foot 6, 335 pounds. 1 QB hit in 3 seasons. And that hit came this season. Allowed 5 hurries. Playing for Georgia. Again, I like the school, I like the conference, but Jeezy Peasy Eric, 6 foot 6, 335. Do you know what the numbers would look like on that man's chest? Uh, the
2: only thing that concerns me is as much movement as we use uh, with Jenkins and and uh, and whoever it may be this next year, um, Mr. Runyon. Um, mm-hmm. A guy like that can't move. I mean, he can he can play, he can gap protect, but I don't know how much I don't know how much zone blocking you're going to get out of a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Almost makes you wonder if how long his arms are. If you could get a right
0: tackle out of a guy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I was thinking. Can you can we do the inverse here? Um, we've talked about so many tackles moving into to guard. But the size, Eric, just like we mentioned earlier, it just blew me away. Such consistent monsters throughout the interior set. I don't know. From a Green Bay perspective, we have to be confident about what we can get in those middle rounds, man. We got good picks, so. Let so me ask you, let me let me ask you a question or
2: two here. because mm. um, i'm I'm thinking about this. Uh, maybe it's a weapon for Rogers uh, if we don't re-sign Lindsley or Jones unless Jones <clears throat> is the guy. But we saw what Chris Barnes can do as a rookie, an undrafted rookie, come in and and wear the green dot, mm-hmm. uh, call on the defensive uh, signals. Do you have any confidence? that a rookie center can come in and adopt Matt LaFleur's reasonably complicated offense well enough to where he's gonna make the, the assignment calls and deal with Aaron Rodgers. I just think, boy, that's a lot to ask of a rookie.
0: That is a question for Mike Evans. Can you <laughs> answer? Yeah. You can, wait, listen. This is what we just talked about: Creed Humphrey, Oklahoma; Landon Dickerson, Alabama; Josh Myers, OSU. Yes, yes. You can give those a shot because guess who's on your left side? Yep. You know, guess who's on your right side. Oh, you know, you got veterans that are there that are going to be helping you out on those calls. I don't know. It's interesting. We got. Well, just
2: I mean, just think about the savings. If 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 you, days. if you've got to replace Collins and, and uh, Jones on your on your offense, then um, you, you obviously you don't have them. You didn't pay them, so the money that you save there is available if you can replace one of them. Uh, in the draft. That that's a long way towards being able to add some talent to the team.
0: Mm-hmm. We have to. Who's Collins? I'm, I lost me on Collins. Who who on offense is Collins? Mm, you lost me too. <laughs> you said Collins. I don't know who you were talking about. On Collins, uh, Jones and Williams I mean. Who are these those? Uh,
2: no, Jones and Lindsley. If I said Collins, I did not know what oh, I was thinking. But We're going to have to, to edit that one. Yeah, you can edit that fucker right out of there.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I think um, I think we have a clean slate right now. And when you look at these players, all that we've discussed so far, Eric, I don't know, man. I'm just one of those Packer fans that's. Uh, I'm glad I have a friend like you to share my optimism with because I'm excited about it. I'm glad J.J. Watt's off the table. You know, I'm glad that we're not – I'm glad we didn't lose him to somebody that would hit a little closer to home to be quite honest um if we weren't in it but good luck to him I just think that there's a whole lot of other players you know uh, I mentioned to you as soon as I read the rumor about Von Miller Von Miller potentially being released you know if you can get him at 2 years for the money that was you know less than designated for JJ that seems to make a lot of sense Delvin Tomlinson from the New York Giants if he's unrestricted? He's a big nasty. Hey, man, if he's in that $10 million range, what's his contract going to be year one? You know, That's a guy you can give a four-year contract to and sit him next to Kenny Clark and be be good, right?
2: Right. Well, and, and the depth you might lose, um, you benefit a great deal from a guy that can step right in and play because Kings the Kiki looks like he's an up-and-comer. I mean he, he looks like he's yeah. got a skill set that can transition and having him as your number three, I'm guessing I, I well, you know, I can't wait for us to line up in September. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably in the preseason if we have one. Yeah, we'll have to some. see to see what we're running. You know, if we're running four four down, are we talking about two D linemen and, and our outside linebackers? How are we gonna align this defense mm. uh, that that Joe Barry's gonna install? Because it has it's gonna be a three
0: four. He's st- three four is our base. Yeah, but boy.
2: When's the last time you saw us line up with three down linemen and four linebackers? Listen, all <laughs> it I gotta say, happen.
0: all I gotta say is that Kiki Kingsley looks exactly like we hoped Montrevious Adams would look like, and it seems like Montrevious Adams could still be back with us at a reasonable cost, Eric. Does that make sense to you? Boy, if we can't yeah. get anybody defensive, if, if if there's no great pickups to be there, you got somebody system oriented. I don't know. Hey, that but that bothers me. It's been four years. It's yeah, four
2: years, four years, and and we always get teased. You get mm-hmm. you get the little three plays yeah. that look like this guy could dominate, and then it just goes away. Yep. Yep. Every year with that kid, brutal. We wrote it hard for him. We rooted hard for him.
0: We did. He, he should be. Uh, he should be in the honorary Acme Army Hall of Fame. Hopefully, when he <laughs> retires, he'll come on the show and we can talk. Because listen,
2: dude, potential litigation. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. True. True. Good call. Well, uh, is that everything you got to talk about? That's all I got for tonight on Tuesday night. We had a couple cocktails, got to shoot the shit and uh, talk about some of these offensive linemen that just kinda man, again, blew me away. Amazing.
2: Yeah. Next year you need to set us up. We'll do a some kind of a zoom thing. But when we do the evaluation for interior offensive linemen, yeah. I, I want I want to at least be virtually sitting on a couch next to Mike Evans. Yeah. Getting an education, yeah.
0: Because it's man, that's going to be the important position here again. No JJ leaves you money for Lindsley. I don't know. Well, it, options it's, are abound.
2: Yeah, and just harping on it one last time, what is just so hard? You got a you got a 6'6", 320 hundred and twenty pound guy playing left tackle, and you watch him, and he looks like he's a decent left tackle, but now he's projected to be a center in the NFL. That the skill set is so different. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they always say the best guy plays left tackle.
0: Mm-hmm. And the no best guy
2: up. should be able to change.
0: And the smartest play center, right, Mike? All right. Hey, well, uh, appreciate you guys listening to us SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes out on YouTube right now. We got a couple of clips going out, and there's a new. Uh, platform that is in the works for us here, everybody, that uh, we'll be releasing, I think, in the next two months. But uh, Acme Army is going to be on a new platform as well. Lots of fun things happening for us, so sticking with us is what we appreciate. Hey, and don't forget to give us that five-star rating on iTunes and share and like with a friends. Give us that subscribe, and with that, Eric, take us out.
2: Well, first, uh, got to give a little shout out uh, to my friend who uh, I, I'm appreciative of your humility, but uh, everybody knows the smartest dudes play punter, just like my boy, Mike Hollywood Hendrick, greatest punter in the history of Lakeland High School. I'm just saying. With that, go, Paco. Fuck you. <laughs> With
1: that?
0: everybody you heard it this is peterprincemusic.com moon boot lover one of the best bands you'd ever see live and a huge influence from the late 90s and they are still rocking go check them out peterprincemusic.com hey man show's over get some